Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Talk about stock market volatility and just crazy markets. And we've been discussing this for a while now. But just in the week alone, you have these days where the market's up three, 400 points, sheds that climbs back up another three, 400 points, sheds 300, and then drops another two. And then you have another up day of 350 points. We're seeing major movement in stocks, and we're getting mixed messages. You have the the Dow theory right now. We've been talking about that you know, often with Chuck Carlson being bearish right now in the bearish camp. Uh, we have the volatility index, which is an, a good indicator of, on the chaos in markets it was almost nearly double just a couple weeks ago and now volatility has cooled off and that volatility index has come down we're getting a ton of movement up and down in markets and then mixed messages one message from the dow theory another message from the vix the volatility index and that's what we're going to talk about today stock market volatility and the crazy markets we've seen as of late. I'm Andy Gersher and this is Gains. So as I mentioned in the lead, volatility is off the hook. And so let's bring on Matt Matigan. CEO, Blue World Asset Managers here in Chicago. And then as always, be sure to check out Matt's blog, at blueworldam.com. Matt, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. So, uh, you know, when we talked before we even went on today, uh, you and I were just discussing the crazy volatility, the mixed signals we're getting from various indicators. And I said, I think we should just start there. Lots of volatility, mixed signals to the market. What are you seeing right now? Well, I'm seeing the same thing you are, uh, and and I like your phrasing, the volatility is off the hook, because it really, really is. And I think it's a great time to be talking about this. You know, we've discussed the nuts and bolts of volatility. We've discussed the nuts and bolts of the indicators that you can look at in order to try to get a, try to get a gauge, you know, try to get the wind direction uh, for where the market is going. And I think what we're illustrating here in the last, you know, let's call it 10 days, 12 days, 
what we're seeing is an excellent example of how we really can't afford to put all our eggs into one indicator, if you will. Uh, the VIX in the last couple of months, for example, and the VIX is the second by second volatility index, it can swing wildly within a single day. So you're looking for a trend. Dow theory, on the other hand, takes a little longer to react, correct? So if we don't look at just one, but we put two or three of these things together, we can kind of smooth out the volatility and the turbulence that everybody else is suffering and start to get a sense of the trend when there really isn't an obvious trend to look at. So talking about this today, I think is more in line with, okay, we've talked about the nuts and bolts of this stuff. How do we use it? You know, what, what is the practical application? I can tell you this is a screwdriver and walk away. But if I don't tell you what it's for and how to use it, it's really just information. It's not actionable intelligence. And I think that's really what we're kind of talking about today is, okay, how do we take these volatility metrics and use them to our advantage to enhance our opportunity for success in trading. Uh, now, there, I think there's one important point to make, though, and it, as we talk about this, no one screwdriver is 100% accurate 100% of the time, and that's why you do some of this. It, right, yeah. You need more than one tool in the toolbox to attack the problem of successful. And this is whether or not we're talking about trading or investing. And to me, those two things are, are not a distinction without a difference. Trading, I regard as the short-term thing, which could be months to weeks, but more likely, you know, minutes to seconds. Whereas investing is a longer-term approach. And we've talked about how Every portfolio should have its sections, some which are dedicated to the long term and some which are dedicated to the short term in efforts to enhance and improve the long term gains. And one thing I want to throw in here, and why don't, why don't we, you know, as we're, we're talking here, that's a great distinction. I'm glad you, you brought that up. So we will, and then let's talk about this in the con you know, in in there being two buckets, one bucket, the degenerate trader, you know, the gains listener or a lot of us, the, you know, getting in and out of meme stocks and crypto and, and, and playing momentum. That's one bucket. And, you know, some of us don't even have a bucket like that. Some of us have t that bucket's a little too big. But and then you have the other bucket which is the long term. And, you know, you and I talk and, and, and just talking with a lot of the, the gains guests over time, that that's a key distinction because we all should have the one b bucket where we're it's more conservative, looking for long term growth and that kind of thing. And then, you, you know, some of us and I, I, I tend to think a lot of the gains listeners probably do have that other bucket and they love playing in that bucket, too. And that's the degenerate you know, trading everything day, day to day and that kind of thing. So that's a good uh, distinction to make, first of all. 
Yeah, and I, I'd like to get your, your take on this. Um, it, back in the day, uh, and we always do this to date ourselves, back in the day, when you and I started doing this, uh, and when I say started, I mean, you know, went long our first stock. Right, right. Back in those days, it used to be that— Let's just call it the 80s. We'll just call it the 80s. <laughs> All right, let's call it. <laughs> uh, back then, it, the S&P uh, or the Dow or the Hughes, you know, the NASDAQ, whatever, whatever uh, index you want to follow— would routinely return you a, uh, you know, anywhere from four to eight percent a year. Right, right. And everything that you did from that shorter term speculative, and I'll use the term speculative, I know you're fond of degenerate, uh, but when I say speculative, I mean what you mean when you say degenerate. the reason that there is a portion of our resources allocated to that speculative end of the portfolio is to try to enhance the returns that you're getting on that, you know, four to eight percent. If you can pump that up with some speculative plays where you go bust on a few but the grand slam that you find every now and then it pushes you one and a half, two percent further, and suddenly you're talking about ten percent compounding gains. And one other and thing I want to throw in there too is uh, before even adding the, the the froth that you get from the speculative, also using the cover call option tactic that you shared with our audience that'll give you a couple extra percent too. And then you have the degenerate trades. It, well, and without a doubt, and because the, the covered call to me is the single most conservative way of investing Agreed. Uh, that, that, that there is, uh, and I define it as zero risk from the point of view that it, it necessarily makes any loss a smaller loss and any gain a bigger gain. I, yeah, I'm talking about the shorting of options, the buying of crypto, stuff like that, you know, they, the truly speculative stuff. Right. Uh, that, that you and I enjoy so much. But again, I think it's important to point out, hey, look, you guys, I, you know, there's just a portion of our resources that are dedicated to this. But we spend so much time talking about it because it's the non-boring part of the portfolio. Exactly. I mean, it's fun. It's stuff that scratches the itch. Uh, you know, long-term growth, dividend-spitting stocks, I, they're just not that sexy. But the point that I wanted to make was, I think it's important to talk about the fact that when you and I started doing this, and you and you were looking at four to eight percent per year with that boring end of the portfolio, and then you go out and try to push that up to nine and a half, ten, ten and a half percent, it was a lot easier back then than it is now. For the simple reason that in the last decade, the markets have been returning 12, 12 and a half, 13, 14% per year. Yeah. You know, it, it has really, really accelerated. And the number of products and opportunities that have oh, come along without you know, a, go ahead, I'm sorry. that we could have never dreamed of back in the day. 
the opportunities to take advantage of that stuff and to enhance the returns has increased. But now you're trying to push that up over what is already a double-digit return. And from my point of view, it just requires a great deal more effort, a great deal more knowledge in order to try to accomplish that enhancement of return. And and I've been dying to get your take on whether or not you agree with that. I I do. There's there are a couple things now. I think the environment's different because I, I think the interest rate environment's a big factor. So much more people or people are much more pulled to stocks to make any kind of return. And that's happened over to what the last 10, 20 years, almost uh, the, and then people have gotten a lot more sophisticated. There's, there's definitely a lot more because there's a lot more players and um, oh my gosh, the, the products that are available now uh, is just, just unbelievable. I mean, when did they start the VIX? I got to think that that's gotta be, that's been around for a while, but um, all these other uh, vehicles and ETFs, and you can get exposure to anything now, just they weren't there. They just weren't there 20 years ago. And, and yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's a whole different animal. As, as a matter of fact, you know, it, it used to be, I, I was never, ever, I was never, ever uh, a huge fan of mutual funds. And that's not for anybody. I mean, for me personally, uh, I was never a big fan of mutual funds uh, because they were actively managed. Uh, You could get caught in a tax trap or even in a year where you had a loss, you could end up with a a tax liability. There there were just a lot of pitfalls for somebody who wanted to actively manage their own portfolio. In those days, you had to get – you had to go out of your way – to buy into an index fund, which was a fund that simply tracked the index and the brokerage houses, nobody advertised it. You know, they were off the radar because they weren't really money makers. They, they well, and, really and the brokers, the brokers back then, and this is an important thing we, we have to make a transaction, a, a bare minimum transaction fees, 25 to 50 bucks back in the day, too. And you had to you had to get a lot of this stuff through a broker, and so you're just kind of speaking to that. And I think the brokers they wanted to you know keep you as a client, and and because didn't feel like first of all I, I I bought when I started going long in stocks I bought individual stocks, and then I thought I would be the degenerate or risky if I was buying more of the high growth or the riskier stocks, you know, the non-Dow stocks. So I, it, it is just completely different. Oh, it is. I, a, a totally different world. When, when we consider, and, and this is something that, that I love to hearken back to again, and it really was during the, the Internet revolution when all of these things started to become available to the retail street-level average Joe like you and me who wanted to invest, right? We well, Suddenly we could afford it, but marketing is just marketing. And I'll never forget uh, the first time I saw the advertisement for an online brokerage that said, all trades up to a thousand shares, only $10. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're and like, that's people, a deal. 
people jumped all over that. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm an idiot if I don't trade in lots of exactly 1,000 shares. <laughs> right, to maximize your cost. You know, I mean, just, you know, we've gone, we've gone from 50 and $60 per transaction trades with a full service, uh, the full service broker with discretionary authority who had unlimited ability to turn your accounts to where we are now that commissions have been eliminated from the standard class A equity portion of the market. I, it, it's just amazing the way this has progressed and the tools that we have available, not just to take advantage of the markets, make money in the markets, but the opportunities we have to be better predictors of how to build our portfolio based on where the market is headed. That is true. And, and, and the, you have to admit, you know, when you're, when you're buying stocks, you're competing in a game with everybody else. Investors have gotten a heck of a lot more savvy compared to 20 years ago as well. Well, yeah, without a question, no other reason. You know, we we've said we've said before, sentiment is what drives the market. So when you're trying to decide, do I buy this individual stock? Do I buy this individual industry ETF? Do I buy this? overarching S&P 500 ETF, it has become a great deal more of an exercise in trying to determine the sentiment of all these new participants in the market, because that's what's going to drive something up or down. And you want to be on the side of the majority that says, okay, when I analyze this, I think we're going up or I think we're going down and invest accordingly. And, and, you know, it's important, too, the mix of decision makers has changed a lot, too. So you have a lot more different types of views voting on the market. I mean, when you're buying and selling, you're voting, you know, for or against the market in a way, um, you know, where 25 years ago, it was all these brokers, all these money managers, and they were the ones who were making these decisions. Now it's in the hands you get the guy who's, you know, working down the street at the restaurant, um, you know, making trades during his smoke break. You have a, a guy who's a money manager, um, you know, working downtown here, moving millions and millions of dollars. Um, so the other thing is just the mix of people and their mindset has changed. And that's another factor. Well, and if I may, this is not intended to sound disparaging in any way, shape, or form against the industry. Right. Uh, And I say the industry, I mean the brokerage industry and the institutional level investors out there. But with this last round of mean stock hysteria, do you realize for the first time in history, the retail level uh, the retail level trader took the institutional level traders to the woodshed. Now, now here's one thing I got to throw in there. That's been the narrative, but on and 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 I'm totally with that, and and I've talked about that for a while. But I just I have to throw this wrinkle in there. Somebody I know I trust really well says that 
it was actually a couple hedge funds using retail traders. And that's just another angle to look at that. But you're right. right. And they've gotten involved. And you're talking about the Reddits, the meme stocks, the AMC, the GME, uh, the GME being GameStop, um, which we've also and, and, you know, it's funny you're mentioning them now. We've seen them pick up in just the last couple sessions as well in a real big way. But it's interesting how uh, that has all played out. And yes, nonetheless, the retail, the little guy got involved and read it in social media. Well, and, and that's I, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly where I was headed with this, is that the retail investor took the institutional level investors to the woodshed by virtue of being leveraged by a very narrow swath of institutional investors. And they really got taken it. They, they really did get taken to the woodshed. And uh, it's lucky for them it didn't even get a lot worse because we could, you know, there's a spiral to the upside where they, I mean, it it was bad, but it could have even gotten a lot worse. And by the way, just a reminder, uh, you know, um, platforms like Robinhood actually kind of bailed some of those guys out. Uh, yeah, and what platforms like Robinhood did relative to their responsibilities as market makers, uh, I mean, Everybody involved, and like I said, it wasn't intended to be any kind of disparagement on the investment industry, uh, not at all, because while we can sit here and smile and smirk about it, it was very, very dangerous for all of us. Oh, yeah. Nobody wins when institutional-level investors lose and certainly not when retail investors and mass like we have now, which again is that shifting landscape that you described. Nobody wins if anybody is losing huge. Because then, you know, shops have to unload positions that they really, you know, strategically shouldn't, but they're they need cash. I mean, it it causes a snowball effect. And explain that real quick. Well, the institutions are no less are are no less beholden to the rules of margin that we are. And if you have a five thousand dollar account and that account is on margin, which would allow you to buy up to ten thousand dollars worth of investments, well, it works the same for an institution. If your account value falls below a certain threshold, you get a margin call. Now, for us, margin calls, maybe three, four, five hundred dollars up to fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred dollars for margin maintenance. Well, if you're an institutional investor getting caught in a short squeeze and you don't have the cash on hand plus the margin to cover the rocket ride that you're on. You're getting that same margin call that you or I would, but now you have a much bigger problem because you're talking about investors' money, institutional money, investors' money. Uh, it, it's, it really creates a very, very precarious environment for everyone. Is that your question? Was that what you want me to— Yeah, yeah, That just to, to, to kind of explain the, the spillover— um, one thing we're going to take a break here real quick, but one thing I wanted to talk about 
uh, before we headed to the break was this recent pop in the meme stocks that we talked about. You know, uh, they soared last year around March. In fact, I've even heard some article called it March Meme Madness. Um, We uh, saw those meme stocks really take off as of late. Um, Seeing that activity right now, what does that tell you about the market at large? Well, it it tells me, and again, this is the cynical, practical view that is mine. Uh, it, It tells me that The meme stocks went crazy, and then it cooled off, and now it's heating up again, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, we've. I mean, if uh, just everybody everybody took a breath, marshaled their resources, built up their dry powder again, and now they're ready to go back at it. I see this as being a very cyclical concept. Uh, you know, for as long as the meme stock phenomenon is allowed to exist, uh, you know, eventually, you know, anytime somebody makes too much money or too little money, loses, makes or loses too much money, eventually there's going to be a regulator somewhere who thinks he has a better idea. But until we get there, uh, I I really do. I think this is going to be uh, a pause, take a breath, rebuild the war chest, then go back at it hard. Uh, what, what do you think? I agree, disagree. Uh, I, I got to tell you, full disclosure, I, I am a, a diehard um, Dow Theory guy. Um, and I I just see further downside here. Um, I could see the the initial pop. And and I'm looking at this as a an opportunity right now as I'm looking at the market. Um Put shorts on when I can, and I, I don't necessarily suggest people do that. It's pretty risky because um, because we've seen a ton of volatility. Uh, the and then I think that the opportunity another leg down. Then I'm going to really be throwing some dry powder to work. I I often would have already, you know, started dipping because that's worked. That's what you do. You know, the last two three years. Buy the dip, and then it pushes it up, pushes it up, and then, you know, buy the dip, and it's worked. But I also have been in this game long enough where there are times when that doesn't happen, and you buy, and it drops, and you buy, and it drops, and especially the, the meme stocks that don't have a lot of earnings and, and necessarily fundamentals behind them. Uh, so I'm actually looking for a little further downside. I could be very wrong here. But uh, we're, we're, we're not really that far I'm off. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, not, sorry. I, you and I do that, right? We talk over each other. Yeah, well, you know, welcome to the club, but that's what we do. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was speaking specifically about the slice of the pie that is focused on the meme stocks. The meme stocks are not, and and the investors that are trying to play these, uh, you know, massive gains and massive shorts on a day-to-day basis based on the meme, based on Wall Street bets and and all that kind of stuff, they're not following the old rules. They're not looking at Dow Theory. They're not looking at the VIX. They're looking at the memes, right? They, They are trying to ride waves and play 
uh, you know, play the troughs. Oh, their momentum and, plays are definitely going with uh, momentum. Right. And they're not following those rules of underlying fundamentals. And I, it, it's two completely different ways of analyzing opportunity. You, you and I are both the same way. And it, yes, we don't pick one or the other. We got our toes in both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't like the meme stuff unless it's charted out, but that really is a dangerous error. I mean, so, GameStop, I, that one still scratches my head. Um, well, didn't GameStop, didn't GameStop at one time have a market cap that exceeded Amazon? I, I don't I don't know if it was that high, but I mean, yes. I mean, it's been a really crazy, crazy valuation, especially compared to, I mean, it was a struggling video game retailer. Without a lot, and I can see some other value when they're talking about adding NFT uh, marketplace and, and and a variety of things. So there's potential there, but boy, some of those those meme stocks are uh, are, are dangerous. Now, and, and that comes back to our na- initial thing. We have the the bucket that contains our wealth in long term, and we'll be able to continue to eat and have a nice life. But you know, you have to admit the the degenerate meme stuff is fun. Let's go to a break real quick, and then we can you know, continue this discussion on the other side. Hey, uh, real quick, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, if that's an option for you. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gaines episode drops. We drop Gaines episodes on Wednesday and Friday mornings, so just make note of that. Uh, we just recently changed our schedule just a little bit there. So we dropped the Gaines podcast on Wednesday and Friday mornings. Okay, we're going to be right back with Matt Matigan talking volatility, stocks, markets, and the likes. We'll be right back. If you enjoy learning about communities, culture, and history, then Shades of the City podcast is for you. We will bring you stories like the legacy of Johnson Publishing Company, most notably known for Jet and Ebony magazines. Basically what the world said African-American people could not do, these magazines proved otherwise. Subscribe now to Shades of the City on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, back with Matt Matigan, CEO, Blue World Asset Managers here in Chicago, of course. And as always, check out Matt's blog at blueworldam.com. Uh, Matt, it's plug time, as always. So uh, get your plugs, get your love in there. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, it, it's the same thing I always say, which is questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. Never be shy about reaching out. Matigan at blueworldam.com is my email. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me through Andy if, uh, if you want to go that route. Uh, but never, ever be shy about reaching out. And a lot of the games listeners have, and it, it's led to a lot of really fun conversations. So I really appreciate it, and that's the number one thing. Number two, we're Do you remember uh, we did the episode not too long ago on the family investment club concept? Yeah, you have a meeting tonight, if I'm not uh, mistaken. In fact, we're going to have to we'll have to wrap it up here in just a bit so you can meet that that family meeting deadline. Well, the the last episode, the, the episode where we spoke about the concept of the family investment club got so much interest that uh, and this was one of the suggestions actually of one of the game's listeners said, you know, you guys really need to start a website based on the family investment club and share with us what you're doing and why you're doing it. And, you know, it was one of those slap yourself in the forehead moments like, yeah, why didn't I think of that? Uh, So I I will say as a plug, and and I'll tell you obviously when, when it actually becomes a reality, but that is a plug that I will put on the fairly near-term horizon. Oh, very interesting. That's uh, so. Will you like share what your your investment club is investing in? I, how, what, what would that include? I'm just curious. 
Uh, it, it would follow, and again, this is going to be, you know, done with people who are a lot smarter than me on, you know, how to put this together. But it would generally follow the flow, as I conceive of it now, of our meeting agenda, our standard meeting agenda, always starts with if there's a special presentation to be given. Uh, for example, tonight, my wife is giving a special presentation on margin accounts and, and all of the ins and outs of margin, pluses, minuses, uh, the pitfalls, the uh, practical application, all of that. And those, if we have special presentations, they usually last 10 to 15 minutes, a quick overview of, of a topic. Is it a Zoom? Is it a Zoom call that you do? I know that, uh, you know, you might not all be together. I was just curious how you handle uh, for uh, if, if somebody's not there, do they still join you remotely? Absolutely. Yeah, we're it, it, it's virtually impossible for us all to ever be in the same place, at the same time. Okay. Uh, so we, we use the the Teams platform, the Microsoft Teams platform. And what I was also encouraged to do when I started floating this idea, you know, to our tech people was to start recording the meeting. Oh, uh, wow. So, that would be interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, wow. That's a, would you you would put you'd be you put that uh, the uh the recording of your meeting on that tape as well, or on that site as well, maybe? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, exactly. I, the, the summary of the meeting, uh, following the special presentation, uh, macroeconomic analysis, portfolio position review, and investment uh, presentations, would pretty much, they, the blog portion, the written portion, would summarize all of that stuff per the monthly uh, agenda. Uh, but then for those who wanted to actually see the uh, see and participate in and listen to the actual meeting could either access the recording of the meeting or actually get a login and be able to come in, listen live, ask questions. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, that's really, really... Uh really detailed. That's pretty interesting. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with that. And uh, yeah, I, that's one of, was one of my favorite episodes. I really do love that concept, the uh, Family Investment Club. Yeah, well, I, I too am incredibly curious as to how that's going to all work. <laughs> well, and, and, and the one last thing about that before we get back to volatility is um, you look at this as a way to create generational wealth, generation upon generation. Just explain that real quick. Well, due to the circumstance my wife and I found ourselves in when we were in our mid-20s, uh, we were left, frankly, <clears throat> when, the, when the patriarch of the family uh, passed away unexpectedly, uh, my wife and I were left with an utter mess and everybody in the family turned to us and said, you know, hey, bail us out here. Figure it out. Do what you got to do. You know, don't let us suffer in our lifestyles. <laughs> and, and my wife and I knew nothing. I mean, we knew nothing. And we committed to each other that we would never, ever, ever put our children in a position to have to take over uh, take over a, a process, a business, uh, wealth holdings without knowing what they were doing. And I've told my kids for years, 
I can leave you money. I can leave you stocks, bonds, real estate, whatever you want. None of it means a thing if I don't teach you how it was made, how to preserve it, how to grow it. So it's all about the education. It's about perpetuating not the wealth. That is a, that's a side effect of perpetuating the knowledge that we've gained. And we just don't want them or any generation of our family, or, or I don't want any generation of anybody's family, to have to acquire the knowledge under the duress that we did. Yeah, having that, uh, uh, having a financial plan ahead of time. Just speaking of, of when you know some a, a family member dies, getting those ducks in a row ahead of time is crucial because on top of dealing with a financial mess. You're also dealing with the loss of of a loved one often, too. And, you know, it's it's just if just taking that off your plate when you're dealing with the death of a loss or the loss of a loved one just makes the process a little bit easier. Um, Let's go switch back over to, you know, we were talking about we're getting mixed signals. I kind of said, you know, I'm I'm kind of uh, a big believer in the Dow theory and I'm. I'm I'm kind of following it right now and and trading appropriately as if there is further downside. Um, you, on the other hand, uh, have you, you, you talked about the VIX and there's a great point because the VIX was much much higher not that long ago. I think it's I think just like you know maybe two weeks ago we saw it at. 3645 and now it's in the 20s. Uh talk about the VIX, talk about what you're seeing and how you're assessing uh kind of the uncertainty in market direction right now. And I'm glad you phrased it this way as usual. I like I said at the top, I I think it's foolish to put all of your eggs in one metrics basket. Right. So if the VIX is low and Dow theory is high, those are two completely different metrics to measure volatility and expected market direction. Right. If those two completely different metrics agree and validate each other, I'm pretty confident <laughs> that right. that whatever the direction says, you know, if that says it's going up, it's going up, and I'm going to be heavy on the long side. Right. If, on the other hand, the VIX is high and Dow theory is trending low, well, again, that's a mixed signal, right? The short term, uh, the short term minute by minute metric says, hey, we're going down. Dow theory says we're going down. I'm confident we're going down, and I'm going to be heavy, short side of the market. Mm -hmm. When we have a circumstance right now, when the Dow theory is still negative, but the VIX has also declined, those are competing signals. This is when I see the brightest yellow flashing light. This is when my caution when my defense is most on the field and I adjust my portfolio to be able to 
I, you know, there are times when you're looking to make a killing, and there are times when you're looking to limit damage. Wealth right? preservation. Absolutely. And and right now, to me, I'll tell you exactly where I am. I, I too, am a, a devotee of, of Dow theory, uh, as well as the VIX, because, again, two completely different ways of assessing volatility. When they agree, they agree. When they disagree, they disagree. When they disagree is when I feel the most uncomfortable. I am going to weight more heavily right now on the Dow theory. And while I am not all in on negative, I am definitely heavier weighted negative. So I think I see exactly what you see. Yeah, I think we're, we're kind of looking through a sim when we often look at a lot of things through a similar lens. Um, so you're looking more wealth preservation and, and, and that's, that's interesting because, you know, a couple weeks ago when we, we talked, uh, the Dow theory turned bearish and then you, the VIX was, VIX was indicating all kinds of volatility, pretty clear then. And we saw that big move to the downside. Now the market has popped up. And yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. It's it's really tough to read the market. And then we've talked about like crypto under the surface has had quite a run as of late too. I I was just looking at some of the names and and then we've talked about the meme stocks. So what I, I will th- I'm going to throw one, you know, I love to give at least one little pick and I'm, I'll ask you for something that you like cuz you always give us really interesting stuff too. If um one of the plays that I'm doing right now, and it, it, it's still kind of risky a little bit, but I really love this stock, and I think I've talked about it before. It's a business development corp company. It's a business development company that pays a monthly dividend. And um, I've just, it just recently had some decent earnings, and that dividend looks really sustainable. And, uh, you know, so I always like throwing one out there. One place that I often will part gains, and uh, I've I've built it a little uh, a little something through this as well. Is the 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 ticker is PSEC PSEC Prospect Capital Corp. It's uh, trading right now at about eight dollars and fifteen cents a share. It throws off a monthly dividend of about six cents. Um, I love that 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 quick turn, and that's a that's one of my tactics I've been doing is buying that on the dip, parking cash in there, you know, maybe getting that quick dividend. Um, that, so I just wanted to throw that out there, uh, and then I, in full disclosure, I've been shorting the market here and there, picking my spots. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. Uh, yesterday was a really really good day for me. I did have a short on today and and took it to the shorts a little bit. But uh, those are just two things I'm playing with. I've also been dabbling and buying the dips in currency, always looking for extreme value. But this is just play bucket money. And, um, you know, I've taken some, you know, when I I moved into the oil sector as well, and I've taken some profits on some conservative value items that have done well, and I'm using them for – some dry powder, but you know, just kind of lightly playing more for fun right now. What, what is, what are you doing? And maybe give me a name or two. 
All right. Uh, if you want to prove that Beelzebub is opening a new ice rink, <laughs> <laughs> you just talked about a solid dividend stock where you're parking cash, right? Right. That's what you would usually expect to hear from me. Right. Oh, totally. <laughs> My answer is completely opposite yours. <laughs> wow, it's <Yeah>. refreshing. <laughs> it, it is. Like, this, this is you know, fun. Uh, but what I've been doing lately is there are these, these crypto coin mining companies, and they have been beaten down silly uh, where, and, and two names, Hive, and that's the symbol H-I-V-E, and Bitfarms, B-I-T-F. These things have both been beaten uh, below four and below, and the, I, I think it's Hive is, is the one that's actually been driven below two. So I have been going long these because they are very, very cheap. You see the extreme value, been, huh, on these? I have yeah. been shorting covered strangles against them. Now, what, what that means in short, and, you know, the name sounds cool, but it's very simple. Uh, I've been shorting a covered call above the current price. And then I've been shorting a put below the current price. And in the last several months, I have actually been able to drive my true adjusted basis, cost basis, right, uh, below zero because oh. these things are so cheap. So I now own them 100% risk-free because I've already pulled all the money out that I put in to begin with. Right, right. But you want to talk about you want to talk about a segment of the crypto world that if the crypto world survives, this area, this crypto mining area, I think is right to be the next segment of huge consolidation and roll up where you start out. You know, we, we have the riots, we have the bit farms, we have the uh, hives and, and several other companies like that eventually big fish are going to start getting bigger by eating smaller fish. And that's really somewhere I want to be. Yeah. I think that's going to happen in the cannabis uh, space as well, but I'm there with you. The, these, uh, these crypto mining stocks are, are very interesting. I'm glad you've made a move on them. Um, one, one other in the space that I like, and it's very, uh, the uh, full disclosure, dollar cost averaging into this as well is uh, Coinbase. Ticker C-O-I-N. That's also kind of in that space. So, um, but I like that. So you like the, so have you, how long have you been in these? Did you, do you play the bottom? And, and it's, you know, it sounds like you've made a pretty nice move on this. Uh, yeah. And it's, it, it's been a few months now. And it's funny you mentioned Coinbase. I, I've been in and I, I have been round tripping Coinbase uh, for a little over a year. And I have been in and out of Coinbase successfully, mind you. I have been in and out of Coinbase so often, management called and told me to quit it. They were getting dizzy. <laughs> you got to love that, right? <laughs> yeah, I love Coinbase. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I, and, and for the record, you know, much like we're talking about the various buckets in the portfolio, Right. I have Coinbase. Uh, I, I have some Coinbase in the part of the portfolio that I will simply never sell. 
my kids can decide whether or not they ever sell it. There are there's another segment that is in and out over the course of days and weeks. I also do Coinbase within a trading day. Uh, so there are 10 million different ways to play Coinbase. And I haven't found a bad one yet. Well, and, and there you go. I mean, long-term prospects, really good. Buying it at a cheap price now, I'm hold. You could hold those forever. But like you said, the volatility's there to really make moves on a day-to-day basis. I know you have a family investment club meeting coming up, so I, you know, I, I promise I wouldn't keep it too long. Um, as we're wrapping up today's gains episodes, because I know your wife is preparing. To to you know, she's speaking tonight at the family investment club, so we don't want to keep her uh, waiting. Uh, any final shots, Matt? Uh, you know, we've we've talked about volatility, gave a couple names, talked about how things have changed over the world. Final shots on uh, today's conversation. Well, if I had to pick a headline for our conversation today, uh, it's to encourage people to start to become more and more aware of the metrics available to assess volatility in order to improve your odds of being right, in order to improve your odds of making the right call. Are you long? Are you short? Are you neutral? And always using these things because they're very, very powerful tools. Always keep your fingers on that volume control so that you are reacting appropriately, whether the market's going up, down, sideways, or if it's like right now, where you just don't know. If we just don't know, nobody knows, nobody's confident. I say that, and I agree with you, I think under these circumstances, you have to be shading the downside. Very little risk if you're wrong, but really big rewards if you're right. All right. We'll we'll leave it there. Uh, bring you on again real soon, Matt. I love our conversations. Uh, that's Matt Matigan, CEO of Blue World Asset Managers here in Chicago. And as always, check out Matt's blog, blueworldam.com. Real quick, Matt, give that email. You always uh, are, make yourself available for our audience. Sure. Uh, on LinkedIn, Dr. Matthew Matigan, M-A-T-I-G-I-A-N, and M. Matigan, M-M. A-T-I-G-I-A-N at blueworldam.com. All right. So thanks for sharing that with our audience. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If that's an option for you, totally be doing us a solid, by the way. And subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. Our next games episode will drop on Wednesday morning, so we will see you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.